Futuramic design means styling with a purpose. Introducing the all-new Hoverboard, the scooter of the future. Sharper Image Wheelie Razor is the hottest thing on two wheels. Now, what does it do? This is the world's first self-balancing human transport. Electric scooters speeding down roads and sidewalks. San Francisco streets bustle with activity. Cars, walkers, bicyclists, and now scooters, all sharing the same roadways. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rider Guy Podcast. Surprise, we're here. Um, I'm Ray Mir, and that's my main man, David Voss. Voss, 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 Voss. David, how are you? I'm very good. How are you, Ray Mir? Good to be back on the Big Dogs Roundtable. Part three, part four. Yeah, no, it's been... I don't know. We did. We've done so many. I think probably this might be part six or five, but we talk every day. So it's really Big Dog Roundtable, part 1043. You guys get to watch. That's absolutely true. So, so Ray Yeah, so David. Who do you got, go who do you got tonight? Celtics or Miami Heat? Well, since people are going to see this in the future, I'm going to say... The Celtics are going to win tonight, and then Miami's going to win game six. So it's going to be a 4-2 Miami series. What about yourself? Um, I think Celtics will win tonight. And uh, they really got chewed out by, like, one of the Celtics, like, great. I don't know what it was. Um, they popped. I think he, like, inspired them, I guess, because last game they, like, really put everything in there. So I think they're going to win tonight. And again, listen, the Miami is the eighth seed. But at the end of the day, you always say they beat the Bucs, right? So anything can happen. But, you know, I think Miami is going to pull it out. But that's not a good finals for me. Miami against Denver. I think, that, you know, Denver and, and five. You know, like, I don't think it's going to be fun. So for the actual NBA, I think it will be much more fun. Celtics, Denver. Because that will actually be, like, interesting. Because, you know, otherwise, I don't know. So, how you been, Rainier? I've been great. Um, you know, over here at the ES, I'm whoopsies, whoopsies. Over here at the Rider Guy offices, just filming content, you know, after content piece, after content piece. We, um, we've been picking it up this year, you know, with the rebrand and really just getting things going for scooter season. You know, it's, it's, Almost summertime. Once it gets hot, that's when people are outside riding their scooters, buying their scooters, looking for something. And, you know, with the Rider Guide team, all of our members, you know, it's our mission to help people find the right thing. So we're just, you know, been filming and testing, basically. I don't do the testing. Paul Mitchell does, you know, the testing. But I do all the filming along with Richie. And, we, you know, we have a few editors. So we've just been ramping up. I guess that's what I can say. What about yourself? Uh, not bad. Listen, day by day. I told you earlier I took a spill a few days ago. was not fun. I got a few fractures on my elbow, but thank God, no surgery. You know, just got to be careful. You got to watch other people. You know, car cut me off when I was on a scooter. So, you know, you got to, I always, I always emphasize like gear, gear, gear. You know, we got to do it. And, you know, we got to keep ourselves, keep everybody safe. But yeah, it's thank God, you know, it could have been much worse. Could have been back, like, you know, could have been, you know, something. 
Oh, David, you, I, I heard you, but you might have got cut off. So what David was saying is that he took a spill a few days on a, on, a, on one of his PEVs. But, you know, that's why gear is important. And I actually thought gear was – it was just not my thing. So in my teenage years, I used to ride skateboards. And, like, I used to ride skateboards, like, for years. And, you know, but I never, never wore a piece of a gear, a lick of gear, no helmets, no elbow pads, no knee pads, no nothing. And I come to this company and then working, you know, with scooters, you know, it was a requirement that we have on a helmet. So I got a bike helmet and then I got like a motorcycle rider helmet. And then, you know, I was trying out so many scooters and going so many different speeds. Um, I think Chuck said in like a podcast number two that, I wouldn't go over 12 miles per hour. Like, I was so scared. Like, I have a full-face motorcycle helmet. Yeah, we didn't tell no one. But, you know, now I'm, like, one of the faster riders in the world. I'll go 60. I just, you know, I rate I, – in my past, I'm not Greg from, um, you know, Greg from Fluid. I haven't been on the freeway or anything. But Yeah, yeah. But I have raced a, a motorcycle from you know he gets he got me in the long run but the first few seconds i was riding um the nami i had him beat so now i'm pretty fast but i don't advise that but if you do go fast or slow make sure you got on your safety gear and now i don't i don't even see how people ride any um rental scooters i'm like that person needs a helmet that person needs a helmet that needs a person needs a helmet because you know in a reddit or maybe sometimes on the facebook you hate to see these stories, but you see these stories about how people like fell off their um, their their scooters or their e bikes, whatever they fell off of. But and the ones who didn't have on the helmet seriously, seriously get injured. So, dang, I feel like we turned the big dog roundtable to like a safety a safety guide you know, episode. Safety is always good, but you know it's important. Safety is always good, and you were mentioning uh, Greg from Fluid Free Ride. That when that happened, and when the video came out, I called him the same day. And he didn't even, I'm like, bro, that's you? He's like, that's me. Because I'm like, in that area, on that scooter, it was like a Nami slash Cabo mutation warrior, whatever it was. I'm like, in my head, that can only be Greg. And that can only be in that area. Nobody else in the world that could be. And that, that piece got like 10, 10 million views at one point. Yeah, he went viral. He was on like the night tonight show. He was on, he was everywhere. Even my mom called me. She's like, do you know this guy who, who's on the freeway? I'm like, where did you see this clip? Why do you even care? She's like, you work with scooters, right? I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, do you be doing that? I'm like, no, you're great. Good son. No, I'm not that crazy of a daredevil. But, you know, I think Greg actually single-handedly pushed the industry forward with that viral clip. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so David, 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 yeah. David, do you still have, um, yeah, later in the episode, you guys will see it. Well, I shouldn't say that. Now, I'm talking about that fleet you have. Like, you told me, you, ju- you just said you took a spill um, on the road. Somebody cut you off, and you fell down, and, you know, that's bad. But also, safety gear is important because you can fall at different areas. Now, David, I'm going to expose you. David has this clip. Of him at the, at the beach. <laughs> Remember that clip with you at the beach and you turn yeah. in, your, your tire spins out and you fall down. Yes, because so I'm the idiot. You gotta be safe. Went, you gotta be safe at all yes. times. Yes, public service announcement: Do not 
take your scooter on the sand under any circumstances. It just scooters and sand do not work. So, yeah. But let's start talking about micro EVs as a whole. When you're talking to people who, who don't know about it or who's unsure, what do you normally tell them, David? I'm putting you on the spot. What do you tell people about micro EVs? Go for it. To, to be honest with you, the, you know, it's like people say in life, right? When you're like 18, you're 20, you're 25, we all say like, are crazy. They don't know what they're doing. But as soon as we reach like a certain age, like 30, 35, 40, we're like, you know, a lot of what our parents were telling us was right. So when I speak to older people, you hear me? Mm-hmm. So when I speak to older people, you know, like my age, 30s, um, I explain to them how much easier it is to have a, you know, a scooter, a seated scooter, meaning like, it costs like nothing to charge. I think it's like 40 cents to charge it. Like it's just so much more convenient than parking. And all my older friends, 30s, 40s, they're like, honestly, if I would be like right here, I would just take the scooter to work like four miles, five miles. I hate driving. I hate, you know, doing the same thing. But when I speak to their children, the ones that are 16, 17 and 18, those are like the kids like too cool for school. They're like, scooters, not cool. They also say, Facebook is also not cool. Only old people are on Facebook. Like, I'm, you know, in my 30s, you're in your 30s. So to them, we're old. So, you know, they're only on Instagram. They're on TikTok. So there's a disconnect, even though, like, I tell my friend's kids, I'm like, your school is a mile and a half away. Take the scooter. You're going to be there in five minutes. Why would you take the bus? Why would you have your parents drive you? Take the scooter. You're going to be there in six, seven minutes. It's just so much easier. So they want to go to group rides, but actually like the younger kids for actually like day-to-day operations, for some reason, they, they're not into it yet. But the older people, they are 30 and above. They're like, you know, why would I drive, waste gas, parking, if I can just, you know, get on a path and just, just go from, it's just so much easier, like as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I was, like I said earlier, I didn't know nothing about it until I started working in the industry. And it really changed my life. Like I've become some of a, a missionary for like electric uh, micro EVs and whatnot, because I think it solves a lot of problems. Like, you know, electric vehicles, as in like Teslas and cars, you know, they're here and they're, they're for the future, but I don't think the the entry point is there for everyone yet. Like, how can you tell a person that's driving a gas car that they need to pay $80,000 for an electric vehicle? And then you take that, you know, that, that entry point is so hard for most Americans to enter in. And now I'm like, nah, you can kind of get into the, you know, elect, you know, electric vehicle space, but with scooters and other type of, you know, see the scooters and e-bikes, and it's cheaper. Um, you kind of get in and it's more, how can I say it? It's faster to do things that take, you know, if it's faster to do day-to-day tasks. Like I always tell people like, Hey, I did a test where I took my, I took my car, uh, went to the grocery store, but to get in the car and drive through traffic, find somewhere to park, 
And then, you know, not, I'm not doing a huge load at the grocery store, but just, you know, going back and forth, it takes me like, what was it, 35 minutes? I think I might have made it on a live show. I talked about it. And then I did the same thing with an electric scooter, and it took me 10 minutes because the travel between my house and to the store was so quicker because I didn't have to really wait in traffic. And I just walked in the store. And most stores let you um, go inside it with your scooter. So it's just convenient. And it also just... How else can I say it? Like, I think for some people, um, how can, I'm trying to make sure I say this right because I don't want to be, well, it don't matter. I feel like some people don't have access to vehicles. And now with the subscription models, what some of these companies are doing, you can actually, like, change your life for the better using the PEV. Um, if I'm paying, like, $60 a month. Imagine if I'm a kid or a young person in my 20s, fresh out of school or in college or no, you know, I'm trying to get some extra money or get a job, but I don't have a car. I can't get to work. I can't get to the train station. I can't get to my bus station to get to work. But if I had a vehicle that I can use to drive to these places to help me on my, you know, on your way there, it's really, really accessible. So now you've got like, um, I, I feel like, who has a script subscription? Unagi has one. You can pay like 60 bucks a month and change your life. That's my pitch for I scooters. Think, yeah, I think Ica just uh, started one today, but it's 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 significantly more expensive. Is it America? Yes, but the actual subscription is significantly more than Unagi's. I think Unagi has definitely the most like affordable price out there. I think it's like forty nine bucks a month. You get a first month free. You could like return it if you want to. So I think you know. If you want to rent a scooter, you definitely go the Unagi route because they have, I think like they're dedicating their company toward like subscription. So, um, by the way, since you mentioned Tesla, I just want to give you my two cents about uh, that segment of the population. I think as a whole, like the EV industry, I think it's like a fallacy because like they're telling us, yeah, we need to get electric cars. But at the same time, how do you get the batteries for those cars? You got to dig up cobalt and lithium like in the mines. And how are you digging it up with excavators using gas? So it like defeats the purpose. And, <laughs> and um, it's like you said, and I always, I have a very close friend. He's a dentist. We always argue that he says that EVs are the future. And I always tell him that we live in New York. Other people live in California. We feel like that's the country, but we don't understand that like, People live in Alabama, people live in South Carolina, people live in West Virginia, people live in all these places that they're still driving that 1996 pickup truck and they, they cannot spend $80,000 on, you know, on an EV, on a Tesla, on any of these. And I don't think it's going to happen in the near future that these cars will be $25,000. It just, I, I don't see it. And you saw what happened in California, you know, Compared to the entire population, not even 1% of people have electric cars. And remember last year, or maybe it was this year, that California said, hey, guys, our grid is about to collapse. Please don't charge your, your EVs tonight and unplug your microwaves, unplug. So that's 1% of people have cars. Imagine 80% of, of people have cars. I don't think they're going to have the infrastructure for this for many, many years. It's like you would have to go to like a gas station or you would have to go to a mall 
I would, they would literally have to like 50 charging stations over there because there's millions of cars on the road, on the freeways at all times. If we all pull over at the same time and it takes half hour to charge or 20 minutes to charge, I just don't see that in the next like five, 10 years, how they're saying it. But like to, in, uh, to add to what you were saying, an EV is cheaper. I mean, you can go on you go for 500 bucks and especially for college students, there's, you know, colleges that have 80,000 students. Like I, I think University of Florida has like 60 or 80,000 students to zip along in college from mm -hmm. class to class. And if you have something small, like an Unagi that you could, you know, or a fluid mosquito, like, you can literally, you know, zip up, you know, collapse and put under your desk. That's amazing. And if you're living, if you're dorming two miles from campus, that's also amazing. And you're spending so little money on the purchase. You're spending so little money on the charging. And you have transportation. You don't need to depend on the bus. You don't need to depend on anybody. You just get there and go. So I feel like even me, I have, I have a car. But every chance I get, like, you know, New York gets cold, of course. But every chance I get, like, I have friends that I go to for dinner, for, like, you know, just to hang out. If I have a chance to take the scooter, I'm saying, I'm not, I don't need to take my car. It just, it's more fun. It's more, you know, it's easier, just less hassle. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I can't wait till my kids get older so I can completely get rid of my um, SUV. Um, like, hey, you guys, just all hop on a electric scooter and get, go somewhere because, like, how you said, it's so convenient. And then we didn't even mention like how you can make money with it. Like, say if you have like a nice scooter and you're not wasting and beating your car doing um, Uber Eats or something like that. Like those things, or you know, those things cost. They cost a lot. Your car might get broken down and whatnot. Um, but, okay, right. my bad. Sorry, but, you know, the cost, I think we've done a video on it. Like, I've done a video, Paul done a video, and, and I'm real passionate about saving money and just having it and just using it. Like, you know, like, say if you've got a, what's a scooter, like a NAMI or, or, or a Duotron or something, and you're doing, like, deliveries you can do so much faster deliveries than you can do in a car save gas money and save save repair costs because you know scooter costs are cheaper to fix so yeah i think um right. yeah i think that's the way i think if you want to get to the ev space i think micro ev is the fastest and safest and future-proof way to go to enter Right. Okay. Also, um, I, I want to go ahead. And also, I just want to add to you know, I feel very thankful, like as a customer, as a rider, that you know, two three years ago, you bought a scooter like off Amazon or off some website. Like after a month, you're pretty much on your own. So the fact that we you know we live in America, the fact that we have you know retailers like Fluid Free Ride that has a location in New York, has one in Miami, opened one up in uh, San, Francisco, uh, San Francisco, I believe, and Apollo, you know, they're in Montreal. They have a repair center in LA. They have a repair center in uh, New York. Vora Motors too. He just went to Hawaii. He's in LA. Um, he went to Australia. He has one in New York. The fact that all these repair centers are popping up, it's very good for the population especially in these like really 
populated areas because a lot of people are inseminated to fix their scooters. You know, even though like a lot of the time it's relatively simple, but people just like, you know, they don't have confidence in themselves. Me also, like sometimes, like I also rather go to the bike shop and just help them like do my brakes really quick because like for them, it's two seconds Mm -hmm. for me, I'm going to be tinkering. So the fact that these repair locations exist and these brands are like making a, you know, a purpose and a mission to actually get them out there. And, you know, we have Alien Rides in San Francisco. I think he opened one up yep. in, in Las Vegas right now recently. So, you know, the fact that it's growing, the networks and the repair centers, it's very good for the population because, I guess, it's like we always say, these things are not iPhone. People expect, you know, I have an iPhone. It's going to come. It's going to be perfect. There's going to be no issues. It's not. Just like you need to do maintenance on a bicycle, you need to do maintenance on a scooter. And a lot of people just don't want to. And if they have these facilities nearby that they could do maintenance, I think it'll be better for everybody, for the community, for the mission, and like as a whole, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that's, you know, seeing these people popping up all over the world and then watching like different channels on the YouTube page and seeing it growing is, is um, amazing. And speaking of YouTube, up next, we have one of the OG big riders out there. We have Timothy West from Tim Electrics coming on, and he's going to be talking to me and David. And we're going to, we know, we have a few questions about him. So let's welcome in Tim. Hey, everybody. We're here with Tim, Timothy West of Tim Electrics. Um, yeah, it's great to have you. Um, you're such a pioneer in a big dog game for me. Um, this is huge. We got David on the call, of course. Um, so first thing, Tim, tell us about yourself and how did you get involved with PEVs and what made you want to um, get into the YouTube space? Oh, wow, that's a fun question. Um, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much for, for getting me on this. Uh, I really appreciate being on the podcast. Uh, big fan of uh, the old ESG and the and the current uh, the current writer guide. And why did I get into it? I'm a big guy, uh, perhaps even bigger than you are, Ramir. <laughs> and I was watching some of these, uh, you know, I wanted to get an e-bike, but I live in an apartment. And I'm like, well, how am I going to, you know, lift this e-bike and carry it up all these stairs? I don't have a, you know, a, a, you know, any kind of escalator or <laughs> elevator or anything like that to get me up and down. So I looked at electric scooters. I just thought they made an awful lot of sense. I saw like one or two videos. Uh, it was probably SG way back in the day. Uh, hopped on Reddit. Um, you guys are like pioneers there as well, so that was kind of fun. So I sort of looked around. I thought, okay, this is good. But what I wasn't seeing at the time, Ramir, you weren't actually, I don't think you were making videos back then. And so the guys that I was seeing riding around electric scooters were, they were a little smaller than me. <laughs> and I was like, well, now what? So I, I literally, I, I bought one, uh, tried it out. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> it didn't didn't last. Bought another one that was much better. I got a zero nine, um, and uh, it got me around town. Uh, and you know what? I just started from there, and I started making videos about it. And then the hopes were, or the hopes at that time, were just that two things. Number one, it gonna, it's going to sound kind of selfish, but I wanted a free scooter. <laughs> that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, you know what? If I did enough videos, maybe somebody would send me a scooter one day. Uh, that happened. But more importantly, I, I genuinely wanted to get across to people 
that you could do this, that it would be a simple way to get around town. Uh, don't have to pay for parking. Uh, you know, that's a big one here. Uh, short trips, maybe get away from having the car. We got rid of our second vehicle. We went down to one vehicle. Okay. And um, yeah, we had, and I, you know, thankfully I got, had some growth on the channel and I uh, got a few scooters to try out. So it's been uh, smooth sailing. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I've been a longtime follower. I think I might have probably sent you a message over on Instagram before a long oh, time ago. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at Instagram. Apologies <laughs> if I didn't get back to you. Hopefully I uh, did. No, nah, it's all right. It's all right. I understand. But, yeah, the Zero video was the first one I seen. I don't know if you were, were you in L.A. or somewhere just, you know, going on a, on a range test. And I felt the same way. Like David could t- David would tell you, like when we got in contact, me and David first, yeah, we yeah, always I'll... talk about you know the average rider and who's the, you know the guy, people who are actually riding the scooters. But go ahead, David, let him know uh, our early conversations. Yeah, I I actually I actually believe it or not, the first like scooter scooters I ever like ridden, we went with a friend to um um. Uh, what, what do they go to Venice Beach in California? And mm. they had those lime scooters. And they say they go whatever, like 18, 18 miles, uh, 19 miles an hour, whatever it is. But like I weigh like 240 pounds, 250 pounds. For me, it's like 15 miles an hour. So like we went around, you know, it was pretty cool. And then uh, I get back to the States, not to the States, to New York. You know, I was in Florida, in California. And um, I get back and I'm like, you, you know, I start Googling like electric scooters. And I'm like, wow, there's different kinds of scooters with suspension that go faster. And I found the Xiaomi 365, great scooter. But again, I'm too big for it. All the Segways, the ES4, I'm too big for it also. And then I actually went to YouTube and I actually saw one of your videos from way back when. You basically, you're somewhere in Canada, I think, and you go to the store yeah, yeah. and it's on a hill and there's a Mercury. A, Z- a zero line and something else and you say which of these scooters can i make it down the hill and back up then you're like the mercane wide wheel right. took 29 seconds the zero nine <laughs> so right. 35 seconds and and i'm like actually like this yep. is actually valuable because like i i always tell Ramir, people think like you know the average american right. is like 165 pounds <laughs> it, it's not you know it's not maybe 50 years ago but all these scooters just ride differently when, uh, you know, when it's a bigger person. So I, you know, I contacted Ramir because everybody kept asking, like, okay, Chuck weighs 165 pounds. Uh, you know, it takes them four seconds to go from zero to 15. But how much is it going to take me and you? Like, I'm like, Ramir, why don't you, when Chuck is done with his test, take the scooter and see how long it takes you to get up the hill or how or you do a range test. So that's or, like or how will the, it even get you know, up the, the hill? Whole thing yeah, and it's been like a fun ride ever since. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, will it get up the right. hill? <laughs> yeah, I have a hill of death here that I have. I live in Victoria, British Columbia, which is on the on an island in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Canada, and so we live in this beautiful, beautiful world. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a little similar. You know what? It's kind of like a cooler version, not cooler as in cool, uh, cooler as in colder version of San Francisco in a lot of ways. It's um, It's got, you know, some hills, it's got some beautiful terrain, it's got some beautiful vistas, um, but the hills, as a bigger guy, <laughs> you need to make sure you've got the power to get up those hills. 
Yeah, most definitely. And that's what we appreciate about, you know, appreciate about you, man. You're like the OG big writer <laughs> on a YouTube space. And, you know, what, how has that journey been on YouTube? Like, how has your channel grown? And, like, what challenges have you faced just being on YouTube, being a new thing that you started back a couple of years ago? Well, so I come from a background of YouTube channels. My wife's a YouTuber. We have multiple mm -hmm. YouTube channels in different spaces. And, uh, you know, it's always familiar with YouTube as a concept. The hardest thing for me, believe it or not, was actually being on camera. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually kind of an introvert. So mm -hmm. the idea of putting a camera on myself, I'm usually behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And so that was hard. Uh, I, I sort of just also just getting out of the way of just getting it done, like just shooting that first video and then mm -hmm. going and shooting the next video and not getting hung up on like the quality. Um, you know, people will tell you if they don't like the video, they'll tell you if there's something they did, that you could do better. Uh, and that's appreciated actually. I, I do like constructive criticism. Uh, the growth has been really, like I've been really encouraged by the growth. It took about nine months to get to a thousand subscribers. Mm -hmm. I'm really close to about 5,000 subscribers. I mean, nowhere near, uh, you know, nowhere near writer, uh, writer guides size on YouTube, but, um, I'm really niche down and just said, you know what, I'm just going to basically try and help people who are bigger guys, uh, just like you do Ramir on, on your, on your channel, but, um, focus on the bigger guys and trying to help them make decisions. So. You know, the growth is being, I'm really happy with the growth. Oh, yeah. It's been amazing to watch. Um, yeah, it's been cool. And I like what you said about not getting bogged down by the YouTube comments and just keep trucking along because they, they're they brutal. One time I made a video and a guy was saying, he said, "You, this guy doesn't need a scooter. He needs to be walking and running. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I get up at um, 6 o'clock in the morning and sometimes I ride my scooter to the gym. So you don't know what I'm doing. So I need something, a great device to get me to where I'm going anyway. So, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And you know what? When sometimes we're like we're on scooters for a reason. Like it's not like I'm being lazy. Like today is leg day. You know, the scooter gets me back. You know, I was squatting mm. 405 this afternoon. I'm like I'm mm. strong, but I'm also big. And so, you know, like, you know, passing that sort of uh, bad karma on to people, I don't think it's a really nice thing to do. I don't know what you did today. Like, you know, you hit the gym. Um, what you didn't do was use a car, which you could yeah. have been doing. You could be sitting in a car, but you weren't. You were out there getting fresh air and riding around and not causing lots and lots of pollution, burning up dinosaur fuel. Right. That's... Um... PVs for me is, was something new when I came to um, ESG, when, when it was ESG, mm -hmm. um, and Chuck introduced me to them, and then I started applying it to my real life, and then I had a car that was in the shop for about a week, so then that was my first full week of just riding an electric scooter, and then I never went back. If I don't have to pick up my kids from somewhere, mm -hmm. I always, I'm always on an electric scooter, because it just gets you around places, and that's why, you know, having... David on the Facebook and you also representing the larger writers. It makes sense because some, you know, in advertising and a lot of things out there, they don't really tailor to the, like the real people out there and, you know, to come across your channel and then myself, you know, writing these things, it's, it helps further, um, you know, involvement of bigger writers. Like, all right, this, this scooter can actually work. This can work. This can work. And it can be so helpful to, you know, your daily life. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm rambling, but I'm really like, I really am happy that you're on the call because I actually 
I am a true fan of yours. So <laughs> Ramir, kinda... you know what? You just sound passionate, man. You just sound like you're like totally into it. You're like, yeah, and I saved my money here. Like I get excited because like the university, we have a University of Victoria, mm-hmm. beautiful university. It's about five miles up the road. It's perfect distance for electric scooter, right? Mm-hmm. I hop on the scooter. I get there. I referee soccer game or two, turn around, come back. But they charge you money if you want to park the car there. Mm. So like. This is like, I, it works for my, my, my background. I'm from the UK originally. I'm from England. And mm. uh, there's a level of cheapness <laughs> that I have. I don't know if it's because of English or Canadian. I don't know what it is, but I don't like spending money on parking. It drives me crazy. So the electric scooter just, oh, it just really helped me out <laughs> mentally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. David has a, he has a plethora of, of scooters that he owns. And yeah, go ahead, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, first of all, I have a Fluid Freeride and Apollo and Voro in all of New York. So all the scooters come out, you know, let me ride for the weekend, let me borrow for two weeks, no problem. So every time something comes out, obviously, you know, I want to try it out. And you were talking about, like, parking. I live in New York. Anywhere you go to, like, uh, you know, football game, $40, $50, you know, like, the parking in general is ridiculous. Like, obviously, you're not going to go to a football game with a scooter. But in general, like, I work, you know, my four, like, four miles away. And when I can, I either take the e-bike. I have a aerial rider. I have the Roadrunner. I have a few Apollo scooters. And it just, like, it takes 20 minutes. And a car takes 30 minutes. Then I got to look for parking for another 15 minutes. And over there, like, at work, I have an elevator. I just drive nice. right in the elevator. Go straight in. It's just so convenient. Like I always tell people, and even those 20 minutes, like I take an AirPod in one ear to hear the other ear, obviously to hear traffic. But like, put a podcast on, put something on, and it's like the you know the wind in your hair, and it's it's beautiful. You, people gotta realize, you know how it is. But the problem is that I live in Brooklyn, New York, which is like ridiculously populated. So every block there's a red light. So you're literally you're you're just making the red light not to get hit by a car because every block there's a stop you know like i see your videos you're driving around <laughs> these nice coasts. i'm sorry like well, like we don't have that here you know like we just it's, it's everybody's like yeah yeah yeah. everybody is like just living all the buildings right on top of each other. it's like like three four million people just on like in the city over here and uh, also you were mentioning uh, tim on facebook he always has the best i always tell ramir Oh. <laughs> Tim has the hottest girls like just doing the model right. for Photo Friday. Always, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Remy, are you you saw those photos? You know, like very nice. I always like, I'm like, wow, he has some ni- yep, nice models. Some, over uh, there. some pretty young Canadian girls up here, that's for sure. They are. Um, so I should explain. I happen to be a commercial photographer, so mm-hmm. quite often uh, agencies and uh, brands and stuff like that will ask me to do a photo shoot with something, but I use the scooter to get to the shoot. And then mm. after I've finished shooting, I'm like, do you mind taking a photo with this scooter? Because I'm going to be doing a review later on and then I can submit it to, uh, for your uh, Photo Fridays. <laughs> Crush it. <laughs> and throw it in there. And then maybe one day I'll win a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something visceral, isn't there? Like there's there's a visceral response I get when I ride an electric scooter as opposed to an e-bike. Like. I, don't get me wrong. I have e-bikes. I review e-bikes. I'm happy to ride around on e-bikes. Hey, no problem. But that l- dropping one uh, point of contact, you're, you're not seated on that. Oh, I love the fact of being on a scooter. It, 
it reminds me of like I love to ski I love to surf um, uh, you know like it reminds me so much of just downhill skiing or, or surfing but without having to line up at the end of it to get back to the top of the mountain or mm. or to finish the wave and then turn around and paddle back out into the, the, the surf like and, and I'm not cold and wet <laughs> so for me I love that just just carving around I love I just love it yeah that's the best so mm-hmm. go ahead David like overall you know like it's like i tell all my friends i tell people it's not if you're gonna fall it's when you're gonna fall everybody thinks they're never gonna fall until they fall so uh, you know i you know unfortunately that's the sad case you have to so like i always advocate for safety gear helmets like but i didn't take my own advice like two days ago i was on the road that's right how are you uh, uh, I have two fractures on my on my arm, so it's not. Oh. So basically, I was riding the yeah. So I was riding on the road runner, and I was in the right lane, and it was at night, and the car in the left lane completely cut me off, like just cut me off within like two feet. So I slammed on the brakes so badly, and there was a pothole at the same time. So I literally went over the handlebars, the, and I landed like on my stomach, and I put my hand out to break the fall, basically. You know, like, yeah. um, I feel I feel like if I was on a scooter, I wasn't going that fast, it would be a better chance to just bail and try to jump off. But since I was, mm-hmm. like, sitting, you're already, like, there's no way you're just going over. And it's like, the you know, when you actually fall, it's the worst feeling. You know, you're, like, you're, like, touching yourself. Is my leg there? Is my back still there? You know, like, yeah. then you're, and you're on the road. You're on the road. So you're trying to also not by the car behind you. <laughs> you know, like, so... You just gotta, so yeah, I always, you know, I gotta, elbow pads, knee pads, in reality, we should all be wearing it because like, as with cars, we can control ourselves, but we cannot control other drivers. So at the same so time, true. and I feel like, watch out for the other and guy. I feel like, yes, and I feel like drivers in New York as a whole, when they see scooters and e-bikes, they like, you know, accelerate just to piss us off, just because we're there, you know, oh, like, no. to show really? authority. That's a thing? So, yeah 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 like we don't have any dedicated bike lanes so every bike lane you're still going through the traffic every block like you're going through ongoing traffic to get oh. through the bike lane so yeah so i'm sure like i see your videos you have these like spaces there's no cars over there like That's i right. have to drive maybe an hour out to find a place well for example after this after our uh, our chat today I'm going to take my wife and I, we're going to go hop on scooters. In fact, she's going to ride an e-bike. Um, I'm going to hop on a scooter and we're going to go for a ride on one of those trails and then come home, uh, stop for nachos. Um, and just, you know, it's like a lovely date afternoon, early evening type thing to do. Love it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and being protected from the cars, it just, it's like, oh, it's so easy. It's, you don't have to think about it, you know, still wear your helmet, but I'm not worried that a car is going to cut me off. So I'm very, very fortunate. And I know this, that I live in a place where the, uh, the local politicians uh, decided they go all green. And um, so now they're closing roads off in the city center and they're making it just so much easier for people who have, you know, electric scooters, e-bikes and bicycles to get around and EUCs and everything. Oh, that's, that sounds great. That's nothing like California they, has some green road, but not. And they also they also do. Remember, they also have like free parking. So I can literally, if I want to, if I work downtown, I can park it and like give somebody a ticket, and they're going to look after the e bike for me, and then I can come back and pick it up later on, and it's free. And I don't have I'm to worry about theft, which is a thing. 
Oh, yeah, I'm in California, so we yeah, have none that's of that. The thing. <laughs> we have none of those protections. Well, um, before we get you out of here, I have a few PEV questions. Go for it. Um, that I'm just going to shoot off, and you can just, you know, give your answer. So what has been your favorite um, PEV to use so far and why? Oh, so I have two right now. Wolf King GT Pro because it's it's the Wolf King GT Pro. It's amazing. Uh, range. Uh, I'm not a particularly fast rider. I'm a bit of a Mr. Slow, if I'm honest. Uh, sort of oh. 20 miles an hour is sort of like I like that sort of speed. But then I can go like 30, 40 miles. No problem on that thing. That's fantastic. Um, and then my sort of my, the one that I'm reaching for a lot recently is the Apollo City Pro. So that's that twin 500 watt motor from mm -hmm. Apollo. Love that. Uh, I love that it's smooth. It's got enough power to get me down the hills, and it gets me to that speed that I like to travel at. It's comfortable. The regen braking on it is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that sort of answers your question. Yeah, that answered it straight up. Um, next question. How do you see electric scooters, the electric scooter industry evolving in the coming years? Like, what advancements or changes do you present, predict? Um, well, what do I predict? Well, my hope, I wouldn't say predict, but my hope is that battery uh, efficiencies are improved upon so that we can get lighter scooters. Uh, it would be really cool to see scooter overall weights uh, come down. Uh, and I'm thinking like instead of a typical scooter being like around that 50 pound mark, maybe we could get that down to like 30, 35 pounds with uh, improved uh, uh, batteries and uh, carbon fiber and things of that nature. But uh, that's sort of my hope. My mm -hmm. prediction also would be along the lines of IP ratings improving. Um, mm. I know that you live in SF, but you know David over in New York knows it rains and you get slush and we get rain and we get a little bit of slush here. We don't get much snow at all. Um, uh, the rest of Canada does, don't worry. They get lots of snow, but we're in a real bit, bit of an anomaly here. Um, so we get some pretty rainy days though. And so IP rating would be something I would love. Like, in fact, because the City Pro has such a good IP rating, it's been fantastic. Um, cause then you just have to worry about it. You're like, Oh, it's raining. Not a big deal. I can still get there. Okay. Cool. So IP and battery I, I, density. I yeah, actually David. own that scooter, the Apollo city pro. It's, it's amazing. Like just to get it to is, work, it? it's so light. Like I, yeah, I like, I live on the third floor, but I also mm -hmm. live uh, in a building with like uh, older, older grandmas that you know, they're in the elevator all day. So sometimes it's just easier to just bring it down the stairs. I used to yeah. have a wolf warrior that didn't work. So with this, even if the <laughs> elevator is packed, like I just usually, you know, just take it in the stairs, three flights. It's okay. It's not so bad. Oh yeah. The wolf's impossible. I can't get it up and down the stairs. I literally have to store it at a friend's. Oh yeah. It's, so otherwise it's, I'd have to I, carry it up and down the stairs. That'd be a pain. Ramira, Ray, I, I, I have a question for Tim. Um, scooters that are coming out like in the next, uh, like few months, what are you mm -hmm. more, most excited to like review if you, you know, like the Apollos, the Voros, the, you know, what do you, so I, the Apollo Pro? I, I know it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm excited to see what the Apollos come out. Uh, they came out with an announcement yesterday for the Apollo Explorer. Uh, so that was exciting to hear about with the side by side. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not that's going to be a good fit for people because standing side by side on an electric scooter might be a somewhat problematic, but for somebody that travels at the speeds that I do, I think it should be fine. Um, 
I am also interested in the Pro. I think the Pro could be really interesting. Uh, I'm curious about what Segway is going to come up with next. I haven't tried any of their Segways. I've mm -hmm. seen the videos that you guys have put out. Um, they look really exciting. I'm also curious about the Wolf King GT. I think it's called the GTR. I might be wrong on that, mm -hmm. but that might be something yeah, that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit taller than the other one. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I also a little know bit taller, could, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys have been having fun with the Roadrunner. Um, I'm curious what that would be like. I haven't tried that. Uh, there are so many. because Partly because we live in Canada, we don't get the same sort of access that you guys have in New York, especially if you've got you know all three big companies right there. Um, and then Apollo just up in Montreal around the corner from you. And then down in San Francisco, you guys are basically the shipping center, right? So you guys get everything from China arriving right on your doorstep. So it's not surprising you guys get a bunch of bunch of uh, electric scooters that we're probably not going to see. Or if we do see, we see them like you know a year later. Uh, but uh, those are the ones I'm sort of excited for. Nice. Um, David, any other questions? Uh, no. Uh, uh, just uh, are you are you ever gonna come to the states? Because if you come to the states, maybe for a weekend, we like to either to our place or to New York. You can test, make as many videos as you want to, borrow as many scooters as you want to, try everything. That's really kind of and you know what I think I'll be in September. I might be coming in late August, early September to SF. So if I do okay. that, I'll certainly hit you guys up and say a quick hello. Even if I just come out and uh, grab tacos or something like that, then that'll be fantastic too. But uh, thank you very much for the invitation. I really appreciate that. And same thing here, guys. If you guys are ever coming up and you think, hey, I'd like to come and see where Tim is uh, flying around. I live in Victoria, British Columbia. It is phenomenal. It's such a beautiful part of the world. I love it. Yeah, I'll, for sure. I, if I'm ever up there, I'll, I'll give you a call. Yeah, um, and if for sure. Come down here. We can do a maybe we do a crossover video. Yeah, um, for sure. We can go do a review together. It'd be awesome. Two big, big guys dogs electric scooters. Unite. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, I think that's um, that's all I have. Um, yeah, you were. It was great. I think you're, I can talk for an hour, but um, I don't know how we're doing on time. Um, well, thank you so much, guys, Ramiro David, for having me on your on your podcast. Thank you so much to Rider, Rider Guy, just I mean, formerly ESG, I guess, but uh, you guys have been like super helpful. You know, not just in the Reddit forum, but with that database, with your continued uh, putting out some really, really good content. Um, Paul is just like a machine, I'm sure of it. Like the amount man. of content he's coming out with all the time, and just as a team that you guys seem to be really plugged in together. So it's uh, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your podcast, and thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Take care, guys. Cheers. Thank you, Tim, for coming on. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Tim was a cool guy. It was great to hear his story, David. He's like us. You know, he's a big dog rider. So, roof, roof, shout out to him. And if you want to be on the show or, you know, be looking, if you want to be a guest or looking to be on the show, hit those notes. David, before we get out of here, anything you want to mention about what we're doing at Rider Guide? Yes. I just want to mention that we recently had a rebrand. We are now RiderGuide.com. And so is our YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook group. We are now Rider Guide. And uh, I just want to mention we've been doing a lot of uh, reviews, a lot of um, a lot of great web posts. Uh, you know, uh, Mitchell from RK9 Rides joined us. We're doing much more videos than we used to. 
Um, we just recently did the Segway Max GT, uh, G2, I'm sorry. We did the Segway E2. We did the Apollo Pro where the Roadrunner, the Roadrunner RS5 Plus, um, the Fluid Vista. We're having a lot of more scooters in the pipeline. We're gonna do, we're gonna be doing new, we're gonna be doing Segways, we're gonna be doing Apollos, we're gonna be doing Fluid, E-Move, a lot of things, uh, you know, we're going to be doing Okai. We're going to be doing a lot, a lot in the near future. So if you have not checked out our YouTube channel, please do so. Um, Rider Guide on YouTube. Check out our website, riderguide.com. And, you know, we're growing. We're going to bring you the best data, the best videos, the best information in the world. We have a new thing, the, the Ride Finder. You can, like, compare your scooters to other things. Other scooters, weight, class, money, uphill, downhill, whatever it is. And, you know, it's just a very cool website, very cool YouTube. And we're just ecstatic that we can produce much more content in the near future for everybody. Yeah, amazing. Um, like Harry just said, the YouTube and everything is growing. We just dropped two videos, um, Cheap Scooters banger dropped um what else how to find a perfect scooter super banger dropped and then also this summer we have our editor's choice you know we're gonna like david said we're gonna continue with the reviews but our editor's choice those are great banger list videos so we have one of our most highly anticipated videos coming this summer and that's fastest scooters david people have been waiting for us to make a fastest scooters editor's choice for years yeah. and then you know our annual best of 2023 is coming out so thank you everyone for joining wherever you're if you're watching or if you're riding in your car listening we appreciate you guys and girls out there for tuning in on the rider guy podcast and we'll see you next time and i'm out and i'm the big dog Woof, woof. <laughs>